have to go back! everyone welcome back to the flashback flicks retro movie podcast i'm ricky i'm grayson and good morning angels with the 2019 charlie's angels making their way to theaters we decided to look back at the first time this tv show was turned into a movie that was smack dab at the millennium the year 2000 so we are looking back at the charlie's angels movie that was happening there during that time. You know, sentences are best when you re-say them in different ways. <laughs> Charlie's Angels uh, dates back to the 70s as a TV show. So let's go back there a little bit, shall we? Uh, so the 70s, 1976 to be specific, uh, was the premiere date for Charlie's Angels on ABC. An all-female cast for a crime drama? That's unheard of in 1976. Would it be able to garner the attention of, you know, millions of people? The answer was, um... Oh, yeah. Uh, So by November, uh, it originally aired in September. It was seen by over half of all viewers watching television during its time slot. Half of just everyone with a TV on. Half of people were watching Charlie's Angels. Uh, And this show made a star out of Farrah Fawcett, Kate Jackson and Jacqueline Smith. Uh, The show Uh, would go on uh, to see regular casting changes uh, throughout its five-year run. Um, It ran for over 110 episodes uh, and ran for five seasons. And it was just, uh, it became a fixture of 70s and pop culture. And if you never actually saw the show, in pop culture references, it has definitely been uh, referenced. Uh, The silhouette of three women with very high-volumed hair Mm -hmm. posing with... uh, very bright colors behind them and explosions and some version of Charlie's angels or some person's name and angels. I yeah. specifically am citing uh, Dexter's lab <laughs> when Dexter uh, got rugged and he grew a beard and they made a Charlie's angels reference in that episode. Yeah, It's one of those that's been so parodied that you don't even realize that it's coming from something anymore just because it's so, uh, like infused into the culture. It's very similar to like Mission Impossible, where now right. like dropping someone in on a wire with lasers is like, oh, that's just like part of the genre. But Charlie's Angels has so many of those references in it that you're like, oh, yeah, I didn't realize like that came from this. Yeah. And basically the the core of Charlie's Angels is given to you right up at the front of every episode once upon a time there are three very different little girls who grew up to be three very different women but they have three things in common they're brilliant they're beautiful and they work for me my name is charlie and so i didn't realize that uh the original charlie's angels had just like a kind of rotating cast in fact the movie adaptation is a continuation mm-hmm of the original show right they actually got the original voice actor for charlie john forsyth and uh it it is a continuation of the original uh series so almost like doctor who um this show uh or this property has existed for like several decades in some shape way or form uh and it always just follows a trio of 
spy women who have just amazing uh, skills in all these different things that one would not expect. Uh, and so Drew Barrymore, before the movie was even filming, she bought the rights Whoa. to Charlie's Angels. Uh a decision that earned her an estimated $40 million for the first film uh, and possibly $80 million for the second film. Wow. Uh, so against the budget of $93 million, Charlie's Angels grossed a worldwide uh, $264 million, making it the 12th highest grossing film of the year 2000. And uh, it, it, it was just... Uh, a blast uh, for me. Um, I mean, you have Drew Barrymore, uh, early 2000s uh, Cameron Diaz, and just American Treasure Lucy Liu. I mean, just in... in uh, huh. I it, I will get into more of my experience upon rewatching this movie, uh, but it, it was just certainly one of a kind. Um, and actually, here's another fun fact. The movie was released 20 years after the last episode aired. Mm. Um, and so now, I guess that's their linchpin. Almost 20 years after the reboot or the movie adaptation, they're making another one. And and I did a little bit of research with z no spoilers, but the, the 2019 Charlie's Angels is also in continuity with the 2000s movie right. and the TV show. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm very excited. Yeah, the only one that it's kind of difficult to tell the continuity is the 2011 ABC television reboot with Minka Kelly, mm -hmm. especially with the Bosleys is what I have found, is that they're, the Bosleys really kind of hold the continuity together. And I'll be honest with you, Ricky, um, mm -hmm. I had never seen anything Charlie's Angels before we did this. Oh, yeah. And so I watched this movie, and then I immediately watched Full Throttle. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I just had questions that needed to be answered. <laughs> well, my biggest one was going into the first movie, I thought that Bernie Mac played Bosley. And mm -hmm. I, I just, I was like, I, I did not know Bill Murray was in this movie as Bosley. I didn't know Dan Aykroyd was in this picture. That's what I felt like. And <laughs> so then I saw that, you know, Bernie Mac was Bosley in Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. And I said, well, I got to I gotta see this. Yes. And so I watched it immediately. So I'm going to try to keep them, you know, straight, keep them separate and organized in my mind. Um, but what I discovered was that the Bosleys, because have you seen Full Throttle? Um, I have, just not as recently as you have. Sure, which like 20 minutes ago. Um, <laughs> what you discover through that is that they are brothers and that Bosley is a last name of this family oh. that basically is friends with Charlie and they've been hired into it. Uh, I know in this new one, Elizabeth Banks is Bosley. Yes. And just looking from the cast list, there's so there's an abundance of Bosleys in this 2019 one. And I think that's a lot of fun because like you said, the continuity can continue, but mostly through the like genealogy of the Bosleys because you have different angels for each of the reboots and each of the properties, but they still cross over. And so to establish this world where they're all kind of, you know, taking the mantle one after another, I think it's great. It keeps you from having to completely like, 
you know, rehash the same stories. And I think that's why this one was really successful because it felt fresh. Yeah. And like, I remember, um, you know, even the unofficial remakes of uh, Charlie's Angels, I, I call them the street shark genres of, uh, of uh, Charlie's Angels, where they don't call it Charlie's Angels, mm. but it's Charlie's Angels, like the uh, animated series uh, Totally Spies, uh, which is basically Charlie's Angels, but they're in high school. Um, or I remember, and this is going to just, you know, spark uh, something for anyone else who continued watching NBC after um, SNL was over in the early 2000s. There was a show called She Spies oh, yeah. that I say I might have watched almost every episode, which was basically like Charlie's Angels, but uh, with a Suicide Squad premise where you had three female convicts who are paroled from prison to work for an unnamed federal agency. Um, and then they save the world and they make quips. Um, it went on for like 40 episodes and it was one of my favorite shows um i i just think like the whole charlie's angels um you know premise or property uh or concept is just fun to watch just because you know as society stands a lot of people tend to underestimate what women can do and um who women are in society so they uh, use that to their advantage and they're allowed to be hidden in plain sight uh loved all the costumes um and all the wardrobes um that they are the disguises that everyone was in um and this charlie's angels and it, it was just yeah. fun um and and i just i just had so much fun watching this movie and grayson you'll be happy to hear that this movie is in the YMCA Criterion Collection. I'm so as happy as, as one can be. A little disturbed because you were children, right? You were. It was PG. We were teens, and it was PG thirteen, and that was the very low bar that they set for um, our uh, VHS home release. Great uh, movies that we watched at the YMCA. Love it. Now, because of that, Grayson, I I think I. I came across a term uh, to describe the experience that I had rewatching this movie, um, which is I, they made so many early 2000s references mm. um, that my mind was blown to such a degree. I think the term to describe it is I had a nostalgiarism, um, <laughs> which is <laughs> to say uh, a, a, just a nostalgia aneurysm. They had, if you were to play early 2000s bingo um, with three different cards, you would have a blackout bingo uh, by the end of this movie. By the rolling of the credits of this movie, you will have one bingo several times over mm -hmm. because within the first 10 minutes of this movie, we have the appearance of an early 2000s MTV celebrity, Tom Green. Who was at the time dating Drew Barrymore? Oh, um, not only that, we have a uh, appearance, a celebrity appearance of a early '90s um, pop star turned actor, LL Cool J. You have Tim Curry, Tim Curry, <laughs> and the music choices yeah. were great. The 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 wardrobes, the Nokia phones, oh, yeah. just so many things. Like I'm like as I'm watching this movie with my wife, I'm just like I'm. I'm standing up and just like pacing the room. I'm like, they're they're hitting 
every single cylinder to fire in this movie for the early 2000s. I I didn't know there were so many songs that had the word angel in them. And I think (laughs) I think the soundtrack used all of them. All of them. Yeah. I don't think they left anything on the table. No, maybe some hymns, but as far as yeah. <laughs> pop rock genre goes, no, they got them all. Yeah. That was the bingo uh, I was playing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Still, you 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 won several times over. Oh yeah. And uh, I also got taken back to um, several early two thousands. Uh, I, I think specifically uh, a a middle school dance where Destiny's Child's Independent Women uh, was playing, which was uh, the uh, single that was made for Charlie's Angels. Uh, the Beyonce. Uh, <laughs> Beyonce, Kelly Rowland, and Michelle Williams, themselves an angel trio, uh, sang the song, All the women who independent, throw your hands up at me. And I was like, that's right. I remember I was in the uh, the gymatorium with a very dimly lit um, private school like dance where you had to dance appropriately. Uh, And I'm just like, yeah. I'm dancing to this song right now. And so just so much nostalgia just packed into this movie. Um, You have Matthew LeBlanc. Matthew LeBlanc is in this movie. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I completely forgot. And then for the rest of the movie, um, I I just needed to be hooked up to an IV because I was just so dehydrated from just the sheer volume of nostalgia i was experiencing it was just amazing yeah what i really had no idea about was crispin glover being in this movie that was shocking for me super creepy i feel like this is this is part of like a trilogy of just crispin Mm -hmm. criterion where (laughs) it's this it's back to the future and willard really and like that is that is the palette we're working from. Um, yeah, his character ripping out the hair and like smelling it and rubbing it on his face. And that was all him. That was all him. That was his choice. Does that make it better? His, uh... <laughs> Makes it worse, right? It does. Yeah. It does. Um, his character originally uh, had a speaking role, but he he had some uh, creative differences, we'll say, with his lines. So he just like, can I just be a silent character and uh, and just be creepy by that merit and they said sure do whatever you want (laughs) george mcfly this movie i completely forgot about um that era of time um in the early 2000s like uh, either post or during the era of crouching tiger hidden dragon Mm. um where wire fighting was huge and you're just seeing these scenes where drew barrymore and cameron diaz are just like Lucy Liu and just all everyone is just like running up and doing these kicks that just defy gravity. Physics professors are studying Charlie's Angels saying, what law is being destroyed here? Right. I was wondering how much of that was influenced by The Matrix. Because, I mean, you talk about stuff that's parodied and you don't even realize it. Matrix is like number one with bullet time. And yes. they had bullet time in this as well. Absolutely. Which is like several rows of um, early 2000s bingo. If you uh, 
if you're if you're really wanting i mean to really get that space i think the free space is bullet time. yeah um but yeah it's uh it was definitely influenced by that and that's the other thing is that they try they they threw a lot of elements of early 2000s action um together to make it um kind of something of its own because it wasn't so mission impossible that they're just like oh they're just doing mission impossible but with women kind of thing uh, or they're just doing matrix with just all way. like it, it didn't feel like that it felt like oh no this is like if charlie's angels were to be today um which is a sentence i've have uh, rehearsed <laughs> to to be today um yeah. and i i just thought that they they added way more comedy than was in the original charlie's angels charlie's angels was like a drama uh, mystery crime show and they added so much more humor mm. to it but never taking away from the stakes that were at hand uh, and it was just so much fun and it really did feel like uh, the identity of the early 2000s pop era and it was just so much fun I, yeah. I just I just really enjoyed what it. what I really appreciate about it is that they gave everyone an opportunity to be funny um, yes. and that's consistent over both of them um, cause you just have so many, uh, strong comedic actors in here and actors that are not known for being comedic, being really funny. Um, yeah. and so I, I feel like the action and, and the comedy was really well balanced and a great vehicle, especially for the main three to show a ton of range. Just what a fun movie. The only thing that would make it even better mm -hmm. is if somehow I could take the mind of Charlie and the weapon of the angels and just combine it together. And I think that that would be you know, a really good spinoff series. I get what you're doing, and I'm going to mm -hmm. let you get there. But okay. I would argue that every one of the angels is smarter than Charlie. So I think you just take oh. the mind of the angels and the weapons they employ. Oh, that's way better. And what would you call that, Grayson? I don't know. Probably like an angel gun. <laughs> that's a good idea. Brain um, brain blaster. Personally, I'd call it a head cannon. Head cannon. <laughs> head cannon is a part of the show where we share a few unique ideas and untold stories based on evidence provided by the film. Uh, so, man, I, I spent so much time just literally enjoying the ride that was this movie that i didn't have a ton of headcanon uh other than what ended up being actually established uh which is that what you said about the bosleys i always thought that the bosley was more like a code name kind of like jarvis for um you know iron man that's what i thought too until it was explicitly explained to me in full throttle that's, that's the only reason which is really why i had to watch the sequel because i was like Right. Bosley. Bosley. Get to the bottom of this. Well, and I knew Elizabeth um, Banks played Bosley. Right. Yeah. And then my only other headcanon was just like, oh, yeah, these are the same angels. Uh, or these are just like the next generation of angels. And that, that's just true. Mm -hmm. That's just what was happening. They're like, yes, this is a continuation. Uh, throughout the years, uh, Charlie Townsend um, just employs uh, a trio of women and just with each generation, he just finds like another group of women who have these different skills that make up the team of the angels. Yeah. Uh, and so then that got me thinking of like, wow, like it, and I thought about this mainly when um, the agency got blown up. I didn't realize that it was called Charles Townsend's Private Investigations. Mm -hmm. um, I was like, wow, Charles. Hmm. Charles has a plaque with an like some kind of organization, mm -hmm. kind of like 
Professor Xavier School for Gifted Children. Yeah. Huh. And, you know, Patrick Stewart being in the new one also helped that a little bit of headcanon. But basically, the idea is that uh, Charles Xavier's full name is actually Charles Xavier Townsend. Sounds very British. Right? Mm-hmm. And that uh, Charles Townsend, yeah. um, you know, they, they were basically twins, one born with mutant abilities and the other not. And so what he does is, like, they both try to um, basically find gifted youngsters, whether it be gifted in with, you know, X genes or not, to uh, equip them with skills and help them to save the world in some shape, way, or form. So that is... Uh, the only piece of headcanon that I could come up with because I was too busy just loving this movie. No, I think that makes perfect sense, though. Especially, Well, especially if you buy into the conspiracy that Bosley is somehow actually Charlie, which is why he... It's like one more layer of deception. So from the original TV show to Bill Murray to Patrick Stewart, I believe that's all the same John Bosley. So it would mean that Patrick Stewart is playing charlie if bosley and charlie are somehow the same person and he just hires you know doubles to stand on the beach so yeah no that's really good huh so listen i want you to say this really cryptic but sweet message on the beach and let drew barrymore think that she saw you from a distance and with her incredible mind vision she will recreate your face like magneto i need the back of your head um (laughs) I, I feel like there are a bunch of different uh, places you could take this headcanon uh, for some real-life headcanon. Maybe LL Cool J uh, is actually Drew Barrymore. Every role <laughs> that he's done, it's Drew Barrymore. Oh, um, man. I think the one that yeah. was uh, kind of more... Uh, I really wanted it to work out more cleanly, but uh, that this is a continue. This is a friend spinoff, much like Joey, this is what happened in between. Yes. Yeah, because you know, Matt yes. LeBlanc is playing an actor, except in this he's Jason Gibbons, which could easily be a stage name. Maybe he was distancing himself from his you know, soap opera persona now that he's a Tom Cruise-style action star. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I could see that, that this is Joey Tribbiani uh, on the West Coast. And then uh, to bring it back into Marvel, like with X-Men, I really liked the idea that that Eric Knox, uh, Sam Rockwell's character, was Justin Hammer from Iron Man 2. Um, yeah. Because he still exists oh. out there. And, and so, oh. I mean, I don't know if it would be before or after. Probably after. I don't know. Anyway, uh, you even see some of him trying to be like Tony Stark with the sunglasses and, yeah. and his his whole mansion, whatever. So, uh, and we know that he switches his names around cause he's also like John McCatton and all that. So, right. Um, and the sequel full throttle, if there's a continuation of it, they deal with these rings. Uh, it could be somehow loosely tied to the 10 rings and, you know, just keep it all nice. in the, the Stark universe. Um, another mini headcanon before I get to the main event is that, uh, Charlie is actually Claw from Inspector Gadget. <laughs> Never see his face. Maybe he's secretly evil. And, uh, and Bosley says yeah. he only saw the yeah. hand at one point. Yes. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's great. Oh, so good. But my 
my keystone headcanon is that okay. this is actually a Kill Bill prequel. Wow. My belief is that Lucy Liu has reprised her role as Oren Ishii. Drew Barrymore is L Driver, Daryl Hannah's character with the she's the one-eyed assassin. She's got the eye patch. Cameron mm-hmm. Diaz is the bride, or Uma Thurman's character, uh, which would make Charlie Bill, uh, which for the most part we don't see Bill until really volume two. Uh, we hear his voice and we get glimpses of him, very Charlie-esque. And then mm-hmm. um, I guess that would make Bill Murray Michael Madsen's bud, which, if that's true, is nice because it means that Bosley and Charlie are brothers that work together. And the whole, like, distancing oh. deception is is so that they can't, like, work through the family. You know what I mean? Like, it's a safety stopgap. Um, so this would all yeah. be before they met Vivica A. Fox. Uh, but this is their group of assassins that... Um, that are being run by the creepy old guy. Um, so, yeah, that's my uh, that that was my biggest headcanon. Once I locked into that, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Lucy Liu is the the cleanest connection through all that. But I was like, oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, oh that looks a lot like Uma Thurman's hairstyle. And then it kind of went from there. But um, yeah. That was that was my head cannon. Nice. All right, now we're going to go into the part of the show where we like to talk about recasts and remakes. Recast, remake. If this movie were to be remade today, who would you cast? What would the storyline be? And um, I like what they're doing with it. If they were to remake this specific movie, um, gosh, I would just love to see a a, a sequel to mm-hmm. this movie. Yeah, make it a uh, like, trilogy. Yeah, make it a yeah. trilogy, um, and it, it feels like they are not retconning um, mm-hmm. anything that happened from the first movie or the second, uh, right. Charlie's Angels. Uh, so I would just love to see them basically do like uh, an MCU or a CU, if you will, a Charlie's <laughs> universe, uh, where they basically just follow different um, kind of like what we talked about with the Ghostbusters headcanon about mm-hmm. there being different divisions of like, um, you know, Charlie's Angels East, West. And so I think that would be fun just to follow um, like Charlie's Angels 2000. And it's just like Cameron Diaz, Drew Barrymore and Lucy Liu um, and seeing them keep going. Uh, if they were to, let's just say they never made the 2000s movie and this is the first time that they're making Charlie's Angels. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that. I would probably cast um, Olivia Munn. Mm. Um, you know, she is uh, she was Psylocke in the um, yeah Apocalypse. Uh, yeah, X Men Apocalypse, and uh, I just know fighting and acting chops. I think that she'd do an amazing job. And then I would uh, Jennifer Lawrence, um, Obvi, and um, and then uh, it depends on what direction they want to take this. But Ronda Rousey would be mm. really great because I, I think, uh, you know, she's she she does that already. Um, and, and I think that that would be really, really fun to see. Like, I because I think that um, that combination of um, of women would be just fun chemistry wise to see, like what character traits they take on. Because mm-hmm. it's always a really fun balance uh, with the Charlie's Angels trio to see who does what. If not them, then I'm just going to pull from uh, one of my favorite casting uh, 
with a collection of women. Uh, they There's a new show I saw the trailer for. I'm like, there's so many people I love in this uh, called Dollface um, yeah. starring Kat Dennings. Uh, uh, so it, uh, Kat Dennings, I would also like uh, Brenda Song, who is also in it. And she plays Heather on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, Vela Lavelle. Uh, she's also an amazing singer, uh, and she can dance. So that means that she can fight. Uh, I think that combination uh, would be really fun to see, um, be in a Charlie's Angels type situation. And I think that they would be all, all great. That would be fun. And I actually won't recast this, because I think part of what makes Charlie's Angels so special is that you're not really recasting, you are adding to the cast. True, um, very true. And But I completely agree with you that it'd be great to see Natalie, Dylan, and Alex appear in other Charlie's Angels properties, much the same way that Jacqueline Smith appears throughout different Charlie's Angels properties uh, as her character Kelly Garrett. So yeah, I, that's I right. could see them coming back. I'm hoping that that is like a surprise in this new one. Um, I, I would assume that there will be definitely be easter eggs and cameos um but for the future of this franchise i hope that they keep making charlie's angels movies and that they just keep you know adding to the the long line of uh not just the cast but characters that exist within this world and if you do that i would love to see a game version of this that really is like a true online multiplayer where you team up with other live players to make up the the three um and then you could select from like every angel that's ever been you know in charlie's angels to really see like what is the best combination of skills for each mission and i think that'd be a great way to like highlight uh what each one of them is really proficient in so um yeah there's a ton you could do with this um there's like infinite possibilities with you know, the types of angels that are added to the roster. Um, but yeah, I hope they just, you know, keep, keep making more. Cause even though each one is called a reboot, it's really not a true reboot. It's a continuation. And I feel like that that's a much more fluid way and uh, a more, uh, I don't know, gratifying way for the, any fans of previous properties to get on board where you're not saying, you know, the thing you were a fan of, we're going to like save over that. It's we're going right. to build out that world. And so any way that, that they treat this, I feel like that's um, a more organic way to go about it. Yeah. And I, I think the only little uh, thing I would like to see that we haven't seen yet is um, basically if they did a, a Charlie's Angels Academy uh, or like Charlie's Academy or something like that, um, where they um, they basically just start training up these different uh, young women. Basically, it's like a teen kind of show where uh, think Riverdale, um, but it's a mystery every week, and um, it's you basically have uh, Drew Barrymore, Lucy Liu, and Cameron Diaz teaching their proteges mm-hmm. like how to lead and be like the next um, set of angels, basically. And uh, yeah. I, I just think that'd be really fun to watch. Actually, this is ABC, so I feel like you could just, uh, you know, combine. I mean, the shows were all ABC, so I feel like you could combine the idea of uh, the Bachelor and the Mole, and just have a reality show that's trying to find, you know, the next 
Charlie's angel. I love it. That's great. <laughs> All right. Now we're going to go into our final segment of the show where we give you our reasons to recommend. So, Grayson, why would you recommend the 2000s movie Charlie's Angels? Now, I recommend Charlie's Angels because what really makes the story worth telling and that it's, it's all about teamwork um, and they, they keep leaning into that, uh, that they need each other and the angels love each other and they have each other's backs and it's not it's not about them infighting. You know what I mean? That Like, that's not the problem. Um, and I feel like at no point does it really even get close to that. If there's any kind of struggle uh, between the angels, it's only because of how much they like each other and like don't want to lose each other. Um, so I love that they keep the antagonists uh, focused outside of the group, uh, that they're able to work together. And what really just kind of like gave me the, the like, oh, this is this is fun kind of feelings was the blooper reel at the end really does i mean you can tell that the cast is just having a blast making this movie and um i i mean i believe movies are always more fun like it reflects through when the cast and crew are having fun and um those candid moments that that you see with them it's just you can tell that they genuinely like each other and um that that shows on screen great cast great action fun movie and uh, solidly in the 2000s, which the nostalgia factor is 50% of why we do this podcast. So I had yes. I had a great time uh, watching it. Even though I was watching it for the first time, I had nostalgia for the time period that this movie yes. represents. And so, yeah, it's just a ton of fun. Absolutely. And and I'm going to keep my reason recommending like short and sweet. If you grew up in the early 2000s, watch this movie. It is just an hour and 38 minutes of time travel and it's so fun it it the action is fun because um it represents that era of action of comedy of pop cultural references uh, as soon as the credits roll and they start playing blink 182s mm. small things i said well that's it that's a blackout bingo on all three boards. <laughs> Thanks for playing. Um, it, it just, to me, it just is such a iconically early 2000s movie about a TV show from the 70s. And very few movies uh, can actually do that well. And Charlie's Angels does. So it's on Netflix. If you're up for a double feature, watch that and Full Throttle. And you will have yourself a fun blast from the past. And that is our review of the 2000 movie, Charlie's Angels. Let us know what you remember about Charlie's Angels on our social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are at Flashback Flicks. And it would mean a lot to us if you could leave us a rating and review on your podcasting platform of choice. If you could give us a rating and review on a scale of one to five um, angels or uh, Bosleys. Yeah, five Bosleys. Family of Bosleys. One Bosley is good. Five is even better. And next time on a Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast, we actually have a surprise for you. Uh, so make sure that you stay tuned to our social media uh, in all places. We are at Flashback Flicks uh, to get announced because we uh, we will be having a double feature of sorts. Oh. So make sure that you are tuned in next time right here on the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. Until then, remember to be kind and rewind. <laughs>